arose. Hallelujah, Christ arose. We'd like to welcome each of you here this beautiful Easter morning to Brown Methodist Church. We hope that if you are busy with us, you will come back and see us often. We hope you will enjoy your day. You all have a wonderful Easter. Uh, a few announcements. Uh, Wednesday Night Live, Supper in the Gym, Activities for All. And we have a revival coming up starting next week. It will be Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday nights. We have some special music planned. Um, some bluegrass gospels, gospel, <coughs> different types of music I think you will all enjoy. So please come, bring a friend, a neighbor, family, whomever, and let us have a true revival at Brandon United Methodist Church. Uh, are there any other announcements? If not, at this time, I'd like you to uh, greet your neighbors. We're going to do a little bit different this morning. I'm going to tell you when we're done. We've got a little bit of going on. So when I start yelling, go sit down and be quiet. <laughs>
historian Hal's worship. Jesus Christ is risen today. Christ is risen indeed. The tomb could not hold him. The grave is empty. Christ is risen. Humanity's sin could not condemn him. He shattered sin's power over us. Christ is risen. Death could not contain him. He conquered death for all of eternity. Christ is risen. Jesus Christ is risen today. Christ is risen indeed. Amen. Amen. Could the children come forward this We love you with all of our heart. We love you with all of our heart. 
We believe you are the risen Christ. We believe you are the risen Christ. That saves us. That saves us. That heals us. That heals us. And makes us whole. Jesus name. Amen. Thank you guys. Amen. All right. Let's stand and sing page 308. Thine be the glory. Stand as you're able. seated. This is the time of our service. We like to lift up joys and uh, celebrate joys, lift up any concerns that we might have. Had a beautiful, beautiful uh, Good Friday service and uh, sunrise service was a great time. Good time of table fellowship. Got to eat breakfast together and uh, we just, we had a big eye time all weekend and uh, I look forward to this, uh, to this day. And uh, I know we have some prayer requests. I want to lift up uh, my Dave Edmondson Sr. is in the hospital having various health issues. So uh, lift him up and continue to pray, of course, for uh, my mother and all that's going on there and, uh, and, my, and safe traveling mercies. I'll be leaving uh, pretty soon after church. And uh, just remember all those. Are there others that you would like to lift up? Yes, Gloria. Frank Martin. Amen. Are there others? Yeah. Oh. 
souls and families of the 200 Christians murdered in Sri Lanka today? Two, 200 Christians were blown up going to church. Easter Mass, I understand, in Sri Lanka. Lanka. Remember those. What a tragedy. I think there were some Americans in that group, and uh, but it's tragic. Christians are dying all around the world. I, I hope you all realize around the world every day, virtually, there are Christians dying on behalf of their faith. Pray for all the French folks losing Notre Dame. The French folks, yes, and uh, Notre Dame. Amen. Are there others? No, there may be. Yeah. Right. Amy's uh, friend Tom Work passed on Tuesday. Okay, Amy's friend Tom celebrated resurrection on Tuesday. Yes. Okay. And uh, pray for the upcoming revival. Pray for those that this box is full of folks that we've all committed to pray daily for and to invite and to uh, be in prayer for and. Uh, Pray daily that this church can be revived in, in, by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what it takes to move anybody. Yes. Peggy Campbell. Yes, Peggy. The, they're visiting with their daughter today, and uh, Peggy has a procedure coming up here pretty soon. And uh, remember, remember Peggy Campbell. Are there others? I know some may have unspoken requests. By the uplifted hand, the Lord knows those needs as well. Uh, my, my brother, Pastor Reverend Don Hope, uh, will be leading us in our Easter prayer this morning. Let us pray.
especially we pray for our congregation as we approach our revival services. Give Reverend Cochran the words that we need to hear. Use him to bring us inspiration and new life in Jesus Christ. We pray for the people of Sri Lanka, for the people of Paris and France. We pray for the people of our states here where storms and floods have hit and caused loss. And our Father, we pray for all of those on our several prayer lists. Oh Lord, you know their names and their needs. Bless them now and in the days ahead. Bless the sick and the suffering, the sorrowing and the lonely, the fearful and the anxious, the neglected and the poor. We pray for the needs of every person who is here today. Oh God, increase our faith. Strengthen us as we face each day. Help us to know within our innermost being that because Jesus lives, we can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because we know he holds the future. And life is worth the living because he lives. We offer our prayer today in the wonderful living name of Jesus who taught us to pray our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. 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 Let's take a few moments for our scripture meditation. Let us join together. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. As our ushers make their way forward this morning, I'm, uh, I think about what Christ has done for us and that Jesus uh, paid such a price that we could be here this morning. So as we give, we give with a cheerful heart. We give knowing that God has given the greater in Jesus' name. Let's join together for our offertory prayer. Gracious God, we are here today to celebrate. You have defeated sin and conquered death through the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ. We recognize that without the cross, we would have no reason to live. We would have no hope. Thank you, Father, for giving us hope. We bring your tithes and our offerings with hearts full of thanksgiving for all that is ours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Please be seated.
There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead, and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. They will see me there. While the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. When the chief priests had met with the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money and told them, saying, You are to say, His disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this report gets to the governor, we will, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. God's word for God's people. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. I want to thank the choir this morning and uh, Ann and Mindy. Uh, I love those double barrel, double barrel pianos. Uh, that's 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 pretty good. I love that. And uh, didn't the choir do beautiful this morning? I thought they were absolutely beautiful. And uh, I want I also want to thank the young folks. Look what a beautiful job they did. Uh, uh, flowering up, I believe Brother Don said, flowering up the cross. What become a cruel device becomes something of beauty this morning. I just uh, thank, thank the Lord for that. Don, thank you for beautiful prayer. Thank you very much. This is the great and glorious climax of the Lenten season and Holy Week and through the darkness of Good Friday and the light and the glory of Easter morning. So why would we be cautious? Because the title of this sermon is Caution Easter Ahead. Why not throw the celebration of a lifetime and bask in the glory of the Lord? But I assure you this morning, there's two very distinct sides to Easter. There's a glorious side of our salvation for those that believe in the risen Christ. We, we know that our sins were buried with the Christ, that we may live out what God has called us to be. Our belief in the risen Christ despairs us from the worry and the concern, the fear of death, hell and the grave and judgment and all of those things. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Christ the rose. Our sins are forgiven and heaven, here I come. And we're rejoicing. But there's another side of, each, of, of Easter. The backside, if you will, for all those that refuse to heed the call of Christ. There's also a second promise in the message of Easter. The threat of eternal separation from God into the, the darkness of eternity filled with wailing and gnashing of teeth. In Acts 17, Paul tells how God commands for all people to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man Jesus Christ he has appointed. When Je Jesus arose from the grave, he said also he made him the guarantor of that judgment. He did something with that ball and chain of death around the neck of humanity since the days of Adam. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. And he took that ball and chain off of us that holds us back and keeps us from being all that we can be. He proved that death could be conquered through the grave. Triumphant. 
over death, hell, and the grave. And I always jingle my pocket. I don't have too many keys in my pocket. Because he come out of, of, of that place out of hell with the keys to death, hell, and the grave. You remember the events that led to the cross. There was a, a mock trial, a lot of beating, a lot of cruelty. And as they put Jesus on the cross. And even from the cross, Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus, the Lamb of God, was sacrificed on the altar of God, essentially by the high priest Caiaphas, as a ransom for each one of us. So Jesus, in that resurrection, he accomplished on our behalf what God had sent him to do, for it was that purpose that he was born. That the minute that the breath left Jesus' body, there was a massive darkness over the whole world and an earthquake began to shake around the area. God's judgment fell over the temple so much so that the veil of the temple was rent from the top to the bottom. And even the onlookers who beheld what was going on, even the ones that put him to death, said, surely this was the Son of God. And to make this dastardly deed more complete, even one soldier stuck a spear in his side, taken to a brand new tomb. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus put his body and prepared it for burial. There was witnesses to this event. Mary Magdalene and some other women in Galilee who had ministered to Jesus through those last hours. Now Jesus' disciples, they got out of Dodge. They ran like scared rabbits. These women, they were the ones that stayed with me. That's the way it always is. You know, women are a lot tougher than men. <laughs> Amen or ouch, guys. I'm telling you. I am allergic to pain. And, and Sherry Lynn can go through some of the God-awfulest pain in the world, and she just grunts. And I'm, I'm laid up over a toenail. Yeah? So that's the way it is. These men, they got out of Dodge, man. They run. They scattered like the winds. And here, it was the women who stayed in the midst of all that. All the others had gone away. And Jesus had predicted just that. I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. Matthew 26. All of Jesus' enemies were rejoicing. The troublemakers out of the way. The deceiver of people is gone, the tomb was closed, a huge circular stone was placed over it, but there was just one little problem with their flawed plan. They forgot to take into account the life of Jesus. After man's best attempts at destroying the divine plan, and then chapter 28 happens. There's a great big therefore. I told you, I've told you before, that's one of my favorite words in the whole of scripture. Whatever you're reading, whenever you're reading the scripture, whenever you come to a therefore, if you'll stop right then and figure out what that therefore is there for, you'll be blessed every time. <laughs> I promise you, that is one of those great turning point words in all of scripture. So then there's this great big therefore where God says, wait a minute. Or in Logan County, they'd say, back the truck up just a little bit. <laughs> I often say, if you want to make God laugh, show him your plans. <laughs> the authorities thought they had this situation under control. You see, when Good Friday ended, they thought, they thought I've got the problem fixed. It, but they were wrong all the time. They were playing into God's grand scheme of salvation. From the foundation of the world, this plan was established that Jesus would come and die, be buried, and be quickened unto life and rise again to conquer death. Jesus had spoken on multiple occasions about his death, about his burial, about his resurrection. He predicted that he would be crucified by the religious and secular authorities. He predicted that it would happen on Passover in Jerusalem. He predicted he would rise again on the third day. He predicted that he would see his disciples in Galilee after it was all over. So God is not surprised by all that's happening. He's not surprised at, the, at, the, at his son's death by his enemies. The death, burial, and resurrection was, was, was God's great decree. It is the gospel. It is what makes Jesus our Savior. It's a very natural thing for man to die. It's not natural for man to be raised from the dead. He was a man who died that should have been the end of it. 
But there's that great big divine, wait a minute, to all of this. And that's what we see in Matthew 28. All of the pain and suffering inflicted on Jesus to destroy the Son of God. God had the last word. Wait a minute though, as Christ is raised from the dead. The next day the women went to the tomb and all those authorities and, and had all that they had done. And Mary Magdalene, one of the devout women, and they come to anoint Jesus' body. And sometime after, the, after all that happened, there was an angel of the Lord come down from heaven and there was a violent earthquake. Now it's time. You've had your say. You, you've, you've had your say, world. Let me know God's time for action. Man had his say. You have killed and buried the Son of God. Sealed the tomb and put guards on it. Now move over. It's time for God to act and speak. And the beginning of that was a great earthquake. If I believe if God has a belly laugh, I believe that was it. I believe that's it. The earthquake was God's belly laugh. At the right time, God said, that's enough. He sent his angel to the tomb. The angel rolled the stone back that the Romans had placed over the tomb, sitting on the stone. Now take note here. The angel did not move that stone to let Jesus out. He was already gone. Jesus had already gone from the, from the tomb. His resurrection body is glorious, immortal, and imperishable. He was full of, the, full of the power of God and certainly able to move through the stones and closed store. The angel didn't let Jesus out of the tomb. The tomb was opened as a mockery to man's silly attempt to stop the work of God's plan of salvation. It was a mockery of mankind that you think you can stop the God of the universe. And in rolling the stone back, Jesus' disciples could witness the fact that Jesus wasn't there, but he was arisen. We know there was two Roman guards standing there. They fell like dead men. It didn't say they died. It said they just fell like dead men. The angel spoke to the women and told them to, to not be afraid. And, and Jesus, you're, this Jesus you're looking for, he's not here for he is arisen. I know you're his followers who came with him from Galilee. I know you were there when he was crucified. I know you were there when he was buried. I know you were there to see his body anointed. I know you were concerned about how, how things were going and to move this big stone when you got there. Who's going to move this big giant rock? And I know you're seeking Jesus who was crucified. You see the story unfolding. And then the angel, angel made this great proclamation. He is not here. He has risen just as he had said. Now if you go to any cemetery, including right out here, I promise you there's not one tombstone out there that says he is not here but he is risen. None of them. So today we rejoice about the risen Christ. But I also take note it's a day of caution. Easter is a major threat to any person that rebels against the God of the universe. You need to know that danger. When you stand before the judgment seat of God, I believe God will ask you one very simple question. Now there was a time in my life I grew up, I, I kind of thought, I remember, I believe it was my mom or somebody had this idea that God was going to stand. He was going to roll out my sins before me like a scroll. I was in trouble. He'd go from here to Columbia and back on four lanes of highway. <laughs> And I suspect some of you would have some longer than that, I imagine. Because <laughs> some of you are older. <laughs> that's, that's not at all. God's not going to roll out that long list of sins. For who of us are not without sin? But that great question is going to be, I've got to look God in the face. And he's going to ask me one simple question. What did you do with the son that I sent to die for you? And you have one of two answers. He is either the Lord of your life or he's not. It's that simple. For the blood of Christ covers all of our sin for those that trust in God's grace. So for those who believe in Jesus, this is a wonderful day. It's a wonderful promise. The angel told the, told the women, go and tell as quickly as you can that Jesus is not in the tomb. The 11 remaining hiding, the, the disciples, those guys, 
They're all humped up in a building somewhere, all waiting on, waiting on somebody to tell them something. They were fearful at what was going on. They were fearful of what was happening. It was the women out doing all the bidding. This is the gospel. Christ died. Christ was buried. Christ rose again. And because of this, Jesus is our Savior. Therefore, the angel could not tell the women to be afraid. It was not because he was an angel, not because of his power or mighty enough to remove the stone. No, not even an angel is powerful enough to remove our fear. Because the basis of our fear is sin and Satan and death and judgment and hell. And only the risen Son of God can deal with those fears. The angel proclaimed the gospel to the women. said, come and see. Come and see what's happening. Come and see the God of the universe is moving. And then go and tell the disciples in, in Jerusalem and Galilee and all those places. You see, Jesus is the truth. And what he promises, he fulfills. The women, the Bible says, the women left the tomb with fear and great joy. Now note that did not say great fear and joy, but fear with, with fear and great joy. Why such great joy? I'm sure they were thinking about what the angel had said. And you're saying to yourself, Christ lives. Christ lives and he is alive forevermore. Thanks be to God this morning. This morning I want us to, uh, in your bulletin, you'll find an Easter affirmation printed this morning. And we'll follow that by our closing hymn, He Lives. And I want to invite you, if you do not know this Jesus, if you do not know the Jesus, the resurrected Christ this morning, I want to invite you. There's an altar up here. There's a place that we can gather around you and pray that you might go out of this place, out of this place knowing the God of the universe loves you. The God of the universe died for you. You're special in God's eyes, every person in this building. So look, uh, look on your bulletin there and let's, let's uh, I want us to go to do this together. There was darkness over the earth before creation. There's darkness in the before earth. The seed grows in darkness before it meets the light. There's darkness in the tomb before resurrection. But now Christ is risen. A new creation has commenced. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Turn to page 310 and stand as you're able to sing, He lives. He lives. <laughs>
benediction and remain standing for the poor blessing. As we go to this place to shout to the world, He lives, He lives, He lives in my heart. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank mm -hmm. you.